MYP fam, what's going on? My name is Hector Santia Esteban. I've been producing podcasts for almost a half decade now, and this show is to help you learn what does and does not work when it comes to marketing and monetizing your podcast. And on today's show, we talk with Joe Casanova. He's the founder of Furlough. It's a Web3 community that's really designed to help creators take their vision and their impact to the next level. And we've talked a little bit about Web3 on previous episodes, especially our episode on NFTs with the host of the NFT for Newbies podcast. But this episode goes deep on the power of Web3 and really what it does and why it's so important for creators to even start paying attention. And so if you're completely confused by the concept, I try and have Joe break it down into something that's really relevant for you today. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. Let's get into it with Joe Casanova. Joe, welcome. And I'd love for you to ingratiate us or welcome us into the Web3 world. Because right before I hit the recording button, you were just talking about how people get you know, intimidated by Web3. And, and I, I definitely feel that. So I cut you off. Where were you headed with that? So I have a reference. Like my uncle, I'll never forget. We had a car that was just beat up and he wanted to get rid of it. And he's like, can you help me list it on Craigslist? And I'm, I'm like, yeah, but it's like Craigslist is built so that the user experience is so frictionless and easy so that they can have as many people on that platform as possible. And he's like, oh, but you know me, I'm not good on with technology. And, and that's a limiting belief. And I've already had so many times people put limiting beliefs, especially as it you know pertains to crypto and Web3. And in my community, we've been issuing non-transferable NFTs. They're known as soul-bound NFTs. And I tell people, I'm like, stop calling them NFTs. That's like if I'm going to go listen to a new song by Kendrick or J. Cole, whatever, any artist. And it's like, hey, can you share me that MP3? It's like, we don't talk like that. They're songs, they're tracks. So let's call these NFTs for what they are in our community. They're points. And the more you engage, the more points you get. And, you know, the the level of immersion that is happening, especially with Discord, I've worked with social media influencers back since MySpace. I was a social media influencer on MySpace. And then um, Instagram and, and tic- even TikTok. TikTok is great because it's an interest-based platform you, where you don't need followers and your content can be in front of a bunch of people that are in your niche and in your wheelhouse. And these platforms, you look at them, like where what engagement is there? Your like, your comment, you're sharing to another person that you don't even know that your followers, like who they're sharing to. And the closest thing I think TikTok has to it is obviously duets and stitches. And I still don't think that's true engagement. Like Hector, what you and I are doing right here, right now is engagement, full speaking, full talking. And then that's what's so cool about Discord. It's videos on screens, sharing, going deep, eight hours at a time. And before this call, I was just talking on Discord. That's why I have you know, other people in my ear. And what people don't realize is Web3 is built on Web2. And we want to try and overcomplicate things. The only difference is, is all the information, transactions, all the, the history of logs of what's going on, it's not hidden in some private server that the admin has. It's just public. And once people stop trying to get so overwhelmed by this and freak themselves out because there's name, words like interoperability and you hear different layer ones, two zeros, and it's just, it can get easily confusing here. But when you take a step back, I mean, it's just, it's really a natural progression. Yeah. What, what's interesting is that I think it's hard, maybe it's hard, maybe it's easy. I don't know. For people to put it into perspective, I was fortunate enough to kind of been at a place where, you know, I saw web 1.0 to 2.0 transition. I was 
un unfortunately not i was too busy doing stupid stuff to pay attention enough to what was happening and so i kind of missed that boat but but i was there to see that kind of switch and and you know all of the all whether it was success or money or all whatever it was right there was so much wealth that was built on the back of that and so for me, I, I don't want to miss this next kind of transition. Can you help to put it into perspective, though, for people who are like, like, what is, is it even possible to kind of fathom or understand what this Web3 world looks like? Because I, I think that that's where a lot of people get caught up is they, they, they don't have a, like you said, a perspective or they don't have a, a focal point or they don't, you know, it, it's so, so vague to so many people. Do you have a way to kind of crystallize or can you make that a little more concrete for people? Yeah, I, I would say that without a doubt, you know, it, it goes down to what utility is and purpose of it. And I was asked like, oh, what do you think about making my, it was a startup that kind of logs information. I, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but everyone's trying to make an NFT. Everyone's trying to digitize things. And I don't think everything needs to be an NFT, but there are some incredible use cases. One of my favorite use cases is tokenized communities where you say, hey, this community, that's furlough, which is my community. I own it. At any day, I can go delete community and that's it. Like I'm there. I am the face of it. I make the decisions of it. And that will never be everyone else's community because I own it. And that's a problem. But with Web3, that problem is effectively solved. And now the people that are a part of it, they aren't thinking, oh, I'm doing this for Joe. Instead, they're, they're thinking, I'm doing this for myself. And you can distribute ownership just like stocks, but instead of stocks, you use NFTs and give it back to the community. And ultimately, like a true democracy, a perfect example, I mean, is you, whether you, whatever the election, whatever left, right, red, blue side you're on, this isn't a political conversation, but there was the idea of voter fraud. And the reality is, if you can grab every wallet address and treat it, let's say, like a social security where anyone can go on this public ledger and see who voted what. And I don't know your social security number, but I, so I can't check it, but I can ask you, do you see yours there? And I can see mine there. We can go around and ask a bunch of people to make sure it's all true, if it's transparent. There are real world cases that are being solved, I mean, every day. And you know, we saw DeFi, which is decentralized finance. This was a summer of 2020, I believe, was an incredible run that really led to that bear run. Following that, we saw NFTs. Obviously, we know how that story went, which was actually pretty interesting because when Facebook announced the meta name change, which was for the metaverse, we ended up seeing even more activity driving towards these metaverse projects and still way too early for the metaverse. But Joe, let me let me bring you back a, a little bit and only only because I think for so many of my audience were podcasters and you know, they're, they're just trying to figure out podcasting. Mm -hmm. They're just like, damn, they just figured out how to get it, how to get it. Gotcha. You know, maybe they're a lot. I find a lot of them are six months, a year in, which is, you know, they're, they are, they got the, the technical side of it down. Maybe they're, they're getting into kind of being a, a content creator, right? I think that that's where, where most of them see themselves as kind of this content creator. And what you're saying is that for most of creators, almost all the creators runs, right? outside of a few exceptions, they've been building their their platform on someone else's territory. They've been building their own, they've been building on, on YouTube's land, on Facebook's land, on, on TikToks or wherever. And what Web3 presents is an opportunity for you to build that platform and, and have that ownership be someone else's, but to actually have that ownership. And then to the next level, give that ownership to kind of the community if you want. 
Is that is that what I'm hearing? Am I on mm-hmm. point with that, or, or do you have any more thoughts on that? Absolutely. Yeah, Web One was an audience. Think radio broadcasts. Web Two is sharing social media. Web Three is ownership. And with the ownership, as I was saying, with the community, you give ownership to a community, they're going to play full out. And if you have a fund in which your community votes on, what are the guests on your podcast? They can vote on who they want you to interview, right? And it's no longer the Joe show, the Hector show, or whatever. And your show, it becomes the show of the collective group of people who are supporting you since day one. And guess what? The earlier they are to support you, when this becomes impulsive, number one podcast in the world, they're going to be right there reaping the rewards with you because they diamond hands it. They didn't let go because they always believed in you and they were part of getting that exposure. Think about podcasters. Like, I mean, I, I deal with this issue. We work with a lot of interns and people that are voluntary to from the community and it's podcasts. Like it's, it takes a lot of work to set it up, coordinate the guests, get the podcast there, do the interview. And then when you're done, okay, cool. Let's put it on the channels, whether it's Spotify or any platforms that you, you get it on. And then you have to transcribe the article, right? And then you have to distribute it, maybe some content marketing, throw it in some relevant reddits, and then maybe go and reach out to a bunch of podcasts. If you have a community of people that are listening to you, even a hundred concurrent viewers or listeners, they're listening to your podcast. And let's just say 10% of them, that's 10 people that can grab your content and put it all around. They could screenshot it and post it on their Instagram stories and tag, you know, the download link. And that's, it's a way to incentivize your community by not just saying, hey, like support it and we'll grow. It's saying like, no, you have direct incentive, personal incentive, because what you own will grow in value as this grows too. Gives them skin in the game. Yeah. You talked about this kind of tokenized community thing, which I think is really great. What are some other maybe no-brainers, obvious use cases for for someone like a podcaster? And then and maybe and if there's some that are, are novel or or maybe not so obvious, we can get into those as well. But I would love for just for people to kind of see outside of, uh, you know, what are the other possibilities are? Cool. I got, I think, three from top of mind. The first one is token-gated commerce. Without a doubt, you can offer that there is a store that only certain people that were there listening to a certain episode or got a secret phase and you kind of gamify it where they can unlock rewards, which is on, you know, commerce. So just Shopify, WordPress. And it's actually crazy to think how easy it is to make a token-gated commerce store. There is a Shopify app. There is a WordPress plugin. You install, find the NFT, call it a day. It's really that simple. Just so I can clarify, what that means is someone, they yeah. own this NFT or this these points or this picture of card, whatever, however they kind of want to cla- you want to kind of want to classify because I think you you you're make a great point about not calling it an NFT because it's just it's some that's that's a classification. But they have this thing, and then because they have this, they can put in and they can verify through this website, and now they can access this other content, right? So Apple is doing this with subscription plus, mm-hmm. you know, Spotify has their thing. Everybody kind of has their own, you know, their own membership thing. What you're saying is you can you can own all that and run that run that outside of Spotify or Apple taking their their kind of big goals, you know, share whatever they take. That well, you can offer I'm saying Shopify. So you have Spotify, right? You can do token gated content or you can only unlock this podcast, this episode, this round table, this mat, whatever valuable piece of content because at the end of the day we listen to podcasts because we're grabbing value, whether it's educational or whether it's entertainment or just straight engagement, right? And creating these premium contents and putting tokenized right. paywalls, whether that's in the NFT, whether if that's just, it can be free, which leads to my second one, with the, which is proof of attendance protocols. These are known as POOPs, and they're doing these a lot with concerts. 
And by showing up to a concert, your ticket becomes a proof of attendance protocol, POOP, where it has proof that you attended. And when you check in, the picture of it might actually change colors because it shows that you are at a physical location. Something that we're doing right now is we offer POOPs and at the end during every one of our events in the form of, of a QR code. So for anyone that does video podcasts, this can be something that can be a great use case where you show a link, they scan it, and now it has proof that they're there. So if they've listened effectively to, let's say you do it at the end of every episode, and they have 10 POOPs, they've listened to your episode 10 times and you have proof on chain. These are the people you want to reward and incentivize. Mm, that's so cool. Because I think when, one thing that happens with podcasting is there's this, it's very distant, right? It's almost like you're, you are shouting into a, an echo chamber almost, right? And without, because there's, there's no real, real way to create this engagement. But what you're kind of presenting is this verifiable way to, you know, identify your top listeners or, or to identify, you know, d- downloads or, or whatever it is. I just, I think the, on the backside of that, the ability for for stats and and tracking and, and kind of having some some real transparency in the industry, I think is just huge. There was one more that I think you had. Was there was there another one that you can think of? The third thing, and I think it's still a little too early for this, but this is right around the corner, especially now. Which I mean, going to that when I had a train of thought that I realized that the podcasters not, might not you know make too much sense for, but I truly believe that there is going to be a new meta that comes into fruition, as I said before, was DeFi and then, you know, metaverse and and then eventually, I mean, NFTs as well. There will eventually be a meta, which is known as DSO, and that is decentralized social media, where Instagram doesn't own the content. You own the content, and by people consuming your content, you're awarded that currency of whatever blockchain game or ecosystem it's on. And decentralized social media is there, it is today. I just don't think, I think it's at its early stages. I think that really have a YouTube channel where instead of paying YouTube red or YouTube premium, right? You're just buying these tokens and to watch these videos, you award them these tokens. And as a platform grows, you grow with it. You become an early adopter on any one of these decentralized social media platforms and just consider it to redistribute your existing content on these channels. And one of these platforms take off and you are an early adopter besides being a massive influencer in a Web3 platform just like all the people that were awarded, all those fitness people that were super vain, posting shirtless pictures and after their workouts on Instagram in the early days that are now million per, you know, follower, huge professional personalities, like that can be you in your, in your niche. And the crazy part is, besides having all that clout, right, all, that, all those followers, you're going to have ownership, your tokens, your, you will be making a lot of money in the process because we're talking about tokens that are equal to currency, whatever it may be, whatever it's valued at the time. So this is, it's so exciting. And I'm Joe, I'm just selfishly glad our universe has collided (laughs) because I think that, uh, you know, we're at the beginnings and, and I think that that creates a challenge, right? Because we're not, we're not quite there yet, but I think if someone were to turn a blind eye to this, they would be, they would already be getting left behind. And so the challenge is like, how, what what can we do now or how do we start positioning ourselves right as a podcaster how do what like what what steps can we start doing with the with the knowledge that it might not break you know i don't know what your timeline on seeing it but but it might not break in 2022 or 2023 i mean we might get better chances after that but like 
we know this is not a, a three month timeline, right? Or I don't know what, 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 do, when your head, what's the timeline that you see it hitting on? I, I honestly, a part of me thinks with the narrative being like impending recession coming, the world's going, everybody's cutting budgets. And they're just like, it's not that we need to cut budgets right now. We're just, we're preparing and we're going to focus on our runway. And all I keep seeing is crypto slightly move up to the right. And I keep thinking like, what if this is part of the narrative to tell you to do one thing, which I continue dollar cost averaging and, and just, I believe in this, I'm, I'm a builder. We're building in the space. So I'm thinking definitely long-term, but without a doubt, at least with our community, when we do these proof of attendance and we give them the QR codes where they can mint an NFT, to me, that's the first thing you need to do is really set up a wallet, buy a little Bitcoin, buy a little Ethereum, you know, nothing crazy, buy five, $10, do something. Because the second you do, you are in the top 5% in crypto. The second you mint one NFT, and there are free mints out there, you can buy one for $10 if you want, you're in the 1% of crypto. And you just got to get involved, get in this space, join some discords of interest-based discords, whatever your podcast is, whether it's in the creator economy, whether it's in marketing, entrepreneurship, business, e-commerce, whatever it is, like find a Web3 community that's there and just kind of get immersed. And I think immersion is the best way to educate yourself. And just wait for it because one of those groups, there's going to be one person that posts on a chat, this crazy new up and coming decentralized social media platform. That's really all it takes to change your life. Yeah. I think about, you know, the, the Ashton Kutcher's or Kim K kind of did this, but there were, there are all of these, these examples of people that kind of rode that early wave of, of social. And so I, and I think that you're right, that we, we definitely have an opportunity there. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a little bit. Because I think one one challenge that the podcasting world is having is is discoverability, and it's it's actually a result of of kind of their their ethos, right? I mean the the idea for podcasting was to be built in a decentralized fashion via RSS feeds that wasn't you know was not centralized, and then all of a sudden Apple comes along, Spotify comes along, and and there's this massive move towards centralization, even with YouTube jumping in the space, so. The, the great thing about, you know, Instagram and TikTok, uh, even YouTube is that they have this engine, right? It's a centralized engine. How does, how does that work in a, in a D, you know, in a decentralized world or how do, what's the, I don't know, maybe if it's a technological solution, but what is the solution to creators being able to get discovered in a, you know, in a web three world? Honestly, it's it's going back to the Web3 is built on Web2. And these engines are, are going to be a lot of similarities. And that's why if you just take this Web3, Web2 out of the equation, you just look at it for what it is. And it's not an NFT. It's a company. It's a company that uses these tokens to operate. And it, it's going to be very transferable of skills and awareness and perspective. All this stuff, it's just very similar. And discoverability, it's the same thing. You get early. Put out a lot of content at volume, dominate the attention and provide loyalty so that people keep engaging, you're going to get discovered. It's just right now, there's no competition. Right now, there's barely any platforms I think podcasters, podcasters really thrive on. There's definitely some out there, which I'm sure by the time you know, you're listening to this recording, there's probably 10 more because there's no way that we're the only people having this conversation in this space. And early adopters put out content. And the cool thing is, if you're already doing the work, it's just, just as going to be as easy as instead of uploading to Spotify and Apple Podcasts, it's uploading to another platform. Yeah, I think you're right. That, that seeing that part of it really demystifies it. And I think people get, um, I know I'm getting lost in, in the opportunity because 
you know, it seems like there's so many different ways and we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, one thing that came up in the, you know, the podcasting industry has its own, they have their, it has its own industry talk, right? And so one of the things that came up last week was that um, one of the guys in the industry was talking about the futility of, and I, and I mean that like by it being futile of giving people crypto right now that, you know, that the, the amount of Satoshis or that it's just, it's basically like giving people pennies and it's not, people, his thesis was creators and podcasters are more there. They have more benefit to set up a buy me a coffee account or a Stripe account or something that is in, in very much of the, you know, the old system rather than getting in what's called like a, you know, I don't know if you're familiar, but I'm sure the value for value system, which is, you know, based off of crypto. So for something like that, right, where, you know, they, they they're talking about the average, you know, give in Satoshi's amounts to like, 20 cents or something like that like something obscene right where it's just it's almost like if someone were to hand you two dimes for your your performance or your work or would almost be like you know um a slap in the face yeah an insult so so what just what are your thoughts on that or is it that just timing and and stuff like that but i i'm curious on your perspective on that Uh, you know if you asked me a year ago and i'd I'd simply be like oh look at gary v's and great right and with his collection of v friends being dropped and i mean it if you ask me now what the state of how the world is and the narrative, you know, I, I don't think it's really, it's good to be an early adopter, but at the same time, not everybody needs to have an NFT. Not everyone needs to be in crypto. And at least my advice is the stronger you are in web two, the stronger you'll be in web three and having a real audience. And, and most importantly, having a community is, you know, is definitely going to be a huge asset, but with communities, all crypto is and tokenized communities is putting rocket fuel attached to it. It's giving your community ownership. So in the gaming space, having this conversation in the gaming space, the second you throw NFTs, the whole like Discord had a Jason Citrone, the CEO of Discord, said one comment about doing a MetaMask integration and the entire community turned on him to the point that anytime Discord posts something on Twitter, it says, we're never going to let you forget about that NFT stuff. And some industries, they just, they this is not the place and this isn't a wave. And it depends really what your audience is into. If you're talking to, you know, I guess I could have a very, very old boomer <laughs> audience. And why are you going to try and on-ramp them to Web3? It makes no sense. But if you have a dropshipping or young entrepreneurs podcast, it, the audience might have overlap. And it's definitely something worth, in, you know, yeah. looking into. Joe, this has been selfishly just awesome. You, I was doing some research into furlough. And what's cool is that it just seems like something that the podcasters need. You know, one one of the best growth strategies is through collaboration. And for some reason, it seems to be the last one that's chosen for most podcasters. But that seems to be kind of what your community is all about. And, and, and I'd love for you to just talk a little bit about what you guys are doing or, or you know, what, what furloughs you know, has going on. Absolutely. During the pandemic, I had to pivot my, my business because the pandemic just was not friendly time for traveling. And I had a few boutique hotels. I was doing a lot of content trips with influencers and that all, you know, was a thing of the past after the pandemic. And I started Twitch streaming and I Twitch stream business and started collaborating with a lot of people and ultimately grew this community, brought in some new partners and we host 50 events every month. And, you know, we have a startup accelerator and, you know, entrepreneurs, startup founders, e-commerce owners, and marketing professionals. This is a place for them to collaborate. And we truly believe in collaboration and leads to growth. And we have our own podcast built into our wonderful ecosystem slash community, and that's known as Build in Public Radio. So 
bring a lot of startup founders to just talk about their vulnerabilities and truly feel like this is a place where I didn't have being a solopreneur and my five startups. Like I was figuring this out as I went and even talking. I mean, there'll be a room where someone's my mentor. Like, I mean, in his 40s and there's a kid who's 15 years old and we have someone else like Boris who's like in his 30s who's very successful and you're just watching this wisdom get past this kid who just stumbled across this on Discord like, I can't believe this is free. And I've always, you know, just wanted to create a space for those great minds. And I, this is not a profitable venture, but we're building something that I think is going to, you know, make some insane impact. Because when you think of e-commerce, e-commerce, you think Amazon, technology, you think Apple, sportswear, you think Nike. And then you say digital marketing, digital services, there's no real brand that fills that gap and not a place that people can go to. So we decided to build it. And it's been a, it's been one hell of a journey, that's for sure. Well, yeah, I imagine anybody who's decided to build something in these times is, uh, you know, there's a little, it, it requires a little crazy and a lot of passion, I would imagine, um, for sure. I'm a masochist. I, <laughs> it's, it's so there are some times I'm like, wow, we really are too far deep now. There's no turning back. And honestly, a lot of people have bought into the vision. At the end of the year, we're doing a free mint that create that turns the community into a DAO everything will be rolled over right now. Like I said, it's a centralized community based around me and people are in it. They're, they're really take, making it, you know, a great space for greatness and soon they'll own it all. I'm very happy to give it away. So then finally I can be a consumer of it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Out. Where can people get, find out about that or, or get connected with furlough? Of course, furlough.com. That's our website and furlough on social media channels. And the Discord is definitely the place to go. Discord, LinkedIn, we have a great community that's obviously active on LinkedIn. And then Furlough TV, that redirects to our YouTube where we're just broadcasting all of the events we're having in Discord. Really, I think the only Discord community that's actually doing that. Yeah, I love it. Well, go get connected, y'all. And uh, I'm sure we'll have Joe back on a, on a follow-up because this is, this is just the beginning. 